Good morning, everybody. This is Jonetta at They Did Not Get the Memo. Well, sorry, Nick, not using my mic today. Um, I have a new phone, so we're going to try this and see if this works in conjunction with the new mic. Um, anyway, I took a break yesterday. This morning, I woke up and I searched for what was going on while I was asleep last night. Because like I told you before, uh, there's plenty of things going on while we're sleeping. So I woke up to try to find out what happened last night while I was resting. And I couldn't find any news on Channel 2, but I did find news on Channel 5. And they were doing an interview, and it's still going on now. Um, I'm going to get back to it as soon as I finish this. I wanted to share this with you while it was still fresh in my mind, because they had showed some vivid pictures and, and to narrow down what I'm talking about. They had a police officer interviewing with the news, uh, sharing his opinion. Uh, it started out when I turned on that the officers usually get free food. One officer in another state gets a free haircut. And, and, and they said they don't know who pays for these things, but they appreciate it. They appreciate it. And uh, one guy said it started two years ago. Someone was paying for his haircut. But the guy would disappear before he could figure out who it was. And um, another officer, they showed, uh, he, he was a, that was the officer they were going to interview, an uh, uh, African-American officer. And he had just been handed, I don't know, free lunch or something. And he says it happens often. And then they were talking about the conduct of the officers that are not bad officers. But you know what they touched on? The officer that... Uh, You can't stop nature from the background noise, so you hear that, right? Okay, so the officer that that was kneeling on George Floyd's neck for, what was it, nine minutes? Anyway, um, they said that he had a history of, of, uh, of doing well, I'm going to put it in layman's term, faulty things to people or suspects. And um, he was also training other officers. Isn't that something? (laughs) Amazing. He was, I can only imagine what he was training the other officers to do by his behavior. Thank God for body cameras. 
Then they showed another uh, fast-forwarding in the show. They showed a a woman who appeared to be Creole, I guess uh, African-American, talk about her son Ronnie and how they tased him. Uh, What did they say? They punched him in the nose and... He was having, a, I think, a psychotic episode. And they ended up, uh, they said, she said, about time the ambulance came, uh, he was unresponsive. They put him in the ambulance, chained him to, I guess, the cart without any oxygen or any help or anything, and uh, he died. Uh, she and I saw from the body cameras, she said they, the Louisiana police lied to her. The phone call came and said he was in a car accident. But in the body cam footage, she said they hid for two years. And when she finally saw it, you know, while the officers are standing around after they tortured him, uh, wiping the blood off their hands and face, from what they did to him. And she said they were all white officers. She said she will never ever stop trying to get justice for her son, Ronnie. Uh, But prior to this woman speaking, they showed another picture of a guy, Luke appeared to be uh, from the body cam, naked in the street. I saw an officer take a white plastic bag and put it over the guy's head. Now, the officer that was being interviewed with his fine, muscular self, he said that, uh, how they go, that uh, Barn, you know, from him saying that not all officers are bad. He was saying, God done it. It was so fresh in my mind when I said that. I, I literally saw from the body cam an officer walked over to a handcuffed nude man sitting on the ground and put a plastic bag over his head. Um, they said 70 people in this country have been shot and killed by officers from the age of 19, I think, to 65. Seven zero, 70 people in this country have been shot and killed um, by officers. Now, here's the thing. Oh, yeah, this is what that officer said. He says that, and he he worded it better than probably I'm getting ready to word it, but in so many words, he says, those officers that act that way um, when things could be de-escalated should be in other lines of work. I cannot agree with him more. Because getting a badge and getting a gun 
is not carte blanche to go and kill people that you don't like. There is such a thing as justice in this country. At least I was taught that. Um, I try not to live my life where I have to interact with law enforcement. Uh, I've had to unfortunately, well, I can give you an instance. Uh, my tail light, the, the maintenance guy helped me put my tail light in. I try to do what I can do with my car without taking it to the shop. So I replaced a tail light bulb. Apparently, we didn't put it in uh, snug, so it was flickering on and off from what the officer who pulled me over account was. That's what she said. So she pulled me over. There were two black guys sitting on the porch uh, where I pulled over, and she says, give me your license and registration and insurance. So I keep my registration at that time in the trunk of the car in a plastic folder. And there is a release button in my (coughs) car that you pull and it opens the trunk. So I gave her my license. I reached down to release the trunk so I could get out and get the registration. At the same time, she put her hand on her gun and says, keep your hands where I can see them. Now, I never had that kind of interaction with police before. It scared me to death, and all I could think to say is, why are you so angry, baby? But I did not work in her job, so I did not understand her actions. She was probably scared that I was going to do something to her. I'm a retired bus driver as well. Sitting down in a sitting position is a bad place for anybody to be in if they're going to attack somebody. So... Good thing those two guys were sitting on the porch because when I asked her why was she so angry, uh, she says, well, the reason why I stopped you was because your tail light. I said, thank you. She wrote me a ticket and said uh, I had to sign off on it, you know. I think... If it wasn't for those two guys sitting on that porch that day, her mind, the voices in that officer's mind would have told her that I was reaching for something to harm her. And that's why I mentioned being a bus driver and in a sitting position is the wrong place for anybody to attack somebody. I mean, you're not in a good position to be doing that in a sitting position. So through the grace of God, I didn't get shot because I was trying to give her what she asked for, my registration. I did learn this, that when I'm 
ordered to do something by a police officer to announce what I'm doing as I do it before they pull their gun out and shoot me. I hope I never, ever, ever, ever to infinity have to um, deal with law enforcement because as it stands right now, uh, everybody's paranoid. And I could easily become a victim when she was originally trying to help me to uh, be within the law in terms of my lights on my car. Something as simple as that. And that happened to uh, one of the uh, instances they showed on this special show. I wholly believe that if, I, I, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. People have raised war against the police. I get it. And their training shows, gives them um, little signs to pick up on if their life is in danger. But if you are that fearful, I, I think you should be in another job. I think you should look for other work. Because you can't just go around shooting people because you think they're going to shoot you. I know, I know. That's the gray area. That's the gray area. Uh, but if you're that scared, I think you but um, I don't work in their job so my understanding is all I know is I saw a fully decorated military guy in this same show being uh, stopped by the police he's got all his honors his fatigues on he's fully dressed as uh, uh, one of our country's military men they yanked, the officers yanked him out of the car. He was being politeful and respectful. And he asked, why are you treating me like this? They actually punched the guy in the stomach. I mean, this is our, our, our country's protection. And the law officers saw, they only saw a black man. They didn't see a man in uniform. You know, I think... Uh, and and like I keep telling you, my shows are unrehearsed. They're just my opinion. And they're like bunts. Everybody's got one. But for officers to ignore the fact that this guy is 100% Uncle Sam's property, and that's what you are when you're in the military, you are the government's property and ignored that and commenced to treating him like any civilian that was African American on the on the on the on the on the streets and abused the hell out of this guy. I mean it was on body cam. Okay. I grew up with Officer Friendly. I started uh, ten years ago when it dawned on me these things were happening. Where's Officer Friendly? Um, 
And I asked one guy, I went to the restaurant, come to find out he was a retired officer. He said, Officer Friendly is dead. There is no more Officer Friendly. He's retired. He's, he's not working anymore. But this is what, in my generation, they said, if you're ever in trouble, if you ever need help, if you ever need a friend, to call an officer. Well, I guess that was then, this is now, because I gotta tell you, being in that generation where they, you know, try to influence the youth not to be afraid of law enforcement, as an adult, I'm so fearful of law enforcement, I'm scared that if I call them, I might end up being the victim. That's not all officers. I know one officer that's a sweetheart, you know, um, that's, you know, I've seen an officer in my city, I know he's retired now, because I don't see him downtown anymore, but he was the face of that community. Uh, The community trusted him, they knew him, they knew he would try to help people at the same time and do his job what they call it, serve and protect. Those officers, I think, are gone now. But mixed in, there are good officers who have every intention when they put their uniform on for that day to help somebody. Uh, Without losing their own life. I don't blame officers for being self-preserving. I don't blame them. Because after all, like the officer told me one day, he had a big old gun, and I said, do you need a gun that big? It was a rifle. He says, I'll be going home tonight. And that lift up a light bulb in my head. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, that makes sense. He's trying to do his job and go home to his family. So, I don't know where this show is going. But, I, I, from that officer with his cute chocolate self uh, that was being interviewed, I think it was Ted Koppel or one of these famous uh, reporters, You know, he's saying that not all officers are like that. There are officers leaving the force. He's not mad at them. He understands, you know. But then what do we do with the ones who have made their own uh, police force where they can abuse, uh, pick and choose who they abuse and pick and choose who they kill and, like it's a, a sport. What do we, how do we get those officers off the force? How do we, I, I, I mean, well, maybe I said the wrong thing. How do we get to those officers to teach them there's a better way of law enforcement? Now they're talking about mental health issues, that 80% of the calls that are called out for law enforcement are mental health issues. So Europe, they interviewed a European officer and he says, 
uh, in our country, these officers are able to do their job without shooting and killing people. So what's the difference between here and Europe? And there was a very heavy, uh, this woman, she had a very heavy uh, German accent. And she just was comparing uh, how they uh, interact with perpetrators, I guess you would call them. Uh, in, in that country, the training is three years for officers in that country, in the other country. And here, it's only, what do you say, 16 weeks? Hmm. Amazing. Three years of training compared to 16 weeks. That's pretty interesting. Compare us to European law enforcement. But anyway, in one hand, I'm glad they're here. And in another hand, I just don't want to be be a victim and I, I the odds of me being a victim is is pretty good being that I can't change my skin color but I do know to be respectful I do know to comply I do know to do all those things but lately that doesn't seem to be working uh, <clears throat> anyway I digress I, it's pretty hard to watch people who have the power to detain you and arrest you. To It's a hard thing to watch them abuse a person. Uh, but then there are things I don't know about that job that uh, might help me understand better. But uh, that's a pretty bad situation to be in when people you call that's supposed to protect you are the main people that's trying to kill you and you're complying what is that about um i worked at social services as well and i had a, a officer desk partner retired he said he retired when he was shot in the chest with a double gauge shotgun but he had on his bulletproof vest so he said that was enough working for him. <laughs> so he went to another service job at social services. But then he would talk about his own personal life, how him and his wife wasn't getting along, and, um, things of that nature. And a lot of people don't realize that these officers have personal lives, and sometimes their personal lives cross over into their working lives which dictates the attitude that they have of pent up frustration pent up frustration pent up anger um, you know I can I can I can I can see the reason why we're supposed to be polite and uh, uh, complying with the officers because if you don't you're just asking for it you don't know what that office is going through. You don't know what his day's been like. You don't know what his life experience is like. And all that can come out on you if you don't comply. But then sometimes complying don't work. 
whatever anger's got them on a, a hair up their butt is crossing over to how they treat people that they uh, apprehend. Anyway, I don't want to sound one-sided. I know there are good officers out there that are trying to do a good job, serve and protect, and thank God for them. You know, uh, the other end of the spectrum is that the mental health. Now, in Europe, they have a mental health uh, uh, task force. They don't even wear guns, you know. And they said 80% of what the officers encounter today are mental health issues. Um, I hope that uh, they can get some mental health help for those officers who think it's okay to uh, kill or torture and abuse people because of the color of their skin. You know, I hope there's help out there for them as well. Anyway, I'm going to digress on this podcast. It was a pretty interesting show on Channel 5 this morning. Uh, Both sides of the spectrum, you know, uh, officers that misbehave, officers that are uh, exemplary. But when I saw them attacking and abusing a military guy, get where that was. I think it was in the south somewhere. You know, it just seems like if you're wearing the the outfit, the browned outfit, that anything goes no matter what you're wearing. I wonder how nah, they wouldn't mistreat a black police officer being pulled over after he's done his shift. Nah, they wouldn't do that. I don't think so. But they did it to the military guy. Okay, I'm going to stop. That's only one side. I'm sure there are good officers there. And uh, I hope that uh, the mental health issue will be resolved so that they, they can stop killing people and point them in the direction they need to be in. I know private citizens have, it appears to me when I see things happen, have kind of raged uh, a war against law enforcement. But um, I think we need law enforcement in this country. And I think we need uh, sane, compassionate, common sense. How would I want someone to treat my son, daughter, or child? Mentality officers. I don't know if that works, but sometimes you have to put yourself in other people's shoes. All right. I love you guys. There's nothing you can do about it. Have a good day. Keep uh, washing your hands often. Keep wearing your mask. Keep doing the minimum footage away from each other, which is six feet. That's the minimum. The further away from people, the better. But we're not out of this yet. We're getting there. Thank God. I pray so hard. Um, but just use common sense with your help. All right? I love you guys. Be safe out there. Have a good day.
Again, this is Jonetta, and they did not get the memo.